0: Welcome to the Fathers of the Future podcast. My name is Luke Kayyem, and I am honored to be joined by my firstborn child, my only son, Canon Kayyem. Welcome to the show, my big man. Hello.
1: How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. How are you doing in this post-no school, great. quarantined, shut down, social desperation, Distancy. separation, and distancing. You got triggered last night. Let's start there.
1: So we were in the neighborhood, me and my cousin Ryder, we went to go play, ask of this kid. Never met this kid if we want to play some basketball. He's a 14 year old. Where does he live? Uh Like right up there.
0: How, I don't know how many name, houses down?
1: Like three houses. And you want to play some basketball because he was shooting. And he goes, no, I'm practicing social distancing.
0: You got your first wake up call. <sighs> yeah. How'd that make you feel?
1: I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's necessary. Like two kids, we haven't left the house. Like basketball.
0: But besides whether or not it's necessary, what did it do to your emotions it pissed, and your feelings? It pissed me off. So, my man, that is the the backside of this uh, situation that we're all in. This crisis, and I did not want today's show to be about that, and it's not going to be. But this show has slightly shifted in the past couple of weeks as we were interviewing dads, and getting one-on-one time with people in close proximity is just not an option right now. And I had a commitment to actually only doing live podcasts when we launched this thing August of 2019. But times have changed, so in the interim. You are getting my man, Canon Kayyem, here, who actually started creating these questions for his dad a couple months ago, and life got in the way. So let's start with a couple things before we get into this. How are you adapting other than getting triggered by neighbors not wanting to play basketball with you? How are you adapting to this new life at home?
1: Eh, I don't mind it. I don't have to go to school, so I'm fine with that.
0: Are you worried or scared?
1: No, I don't care. I believe if we all die, it's meant to be.
0: Hmm. That's pretty interesting. Did your mom know you feel that way?
1: I don't know. Maybe.
0: All right. Well, that's pretty deep, man. Uh, I didn't expect that uh, to go there, but hey, we're all in this thing together. For any dads out there, or any kids that are listening to this, we are, we are doing our best to make this a family show and we will keep, aside from two dudes with their shirts off in this video, I thought, you know, there's, there's one way I'm going to record a podcast with my son about being a father of the future. We got to come at it with our shirts off. It is spring around here in Arizona. How are you staying busy? It seems like Mom has put a lot of activities on the plate. Why don't you walk us through your day? So
1: morning, wake up. Like I wake, I'm trying to sleep in every morning. Wake up like eight thirty nine. Then we do our homeschool because our school sends us a packet. For like, it takes me like an hour and a half. And then we have to read for thirty minutes. And then we can't be on any screens till noon. And then at noon we eat lunch. And then we can be on screens. And then we go play basketball or like go outside
0: sounds about right. It, you you do know that this is far more exciting and adventurous and creative than school. Mm-hmm. Some of the things you've learned in the past week, I've been in awe of. You've done some baking, some cooking. You're doing some creative work here. You're uh, creating content. What are some of the other things that you guys have done? Um,
1: We played a lot of basketball, like I've said, a lot I think I got way better at basketball these last two weeks because that's only sport I could play like right now by myself, easy, anything without going anywhere. Uh, what else have we done? And that's, that's really it. I've learned from Can't Hurt Me, the book.
0: Yeah. You're, you're reading right now. One of your daily assignments is to read for how long?
1: Uh, half an hour.
0: And what book are you reading?
1: Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins.
0: And what did you learn today?
1: Um, The cookie jar, how he ran. That you should always go back to the cookie jar to like to push yourself accomplishments you have done to push yourself to keep going without stopping.
0: So the cookie jar is an analogy for reaching into something and pulling it out. Yeah. So you reach into some mental toughness because you accomplished something hard. Mm-hmm. So yesterday we did some training and some of the training that we did was hard, right? So my son, Cannon, said, yeah, we're going to the park to play basketball. Well, I'm carving out two hours a day mid-afternoon to go and and be the kid's uh, PE coach, to be their, their trainer, to put them through some activities, an hour of sports, followed by an hour of exercise, movement, training, lifting. Yesterday, we trained with three other teenage boys. You, you were a little disappointed uh, in their work ethic when we got home last night you're You're pretty mentally tough you're 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 a very strong dude. your capacity to handle pain is high. there's a high pain tolerance in you. How much of the training that we've been doing since you were born can can correlate to that and the reason why I'm asking you this question obviously, I know the answer. There's a lot of dads out there who are intimidated to push their kids hard enough. Uh, I grew up without a father. you know that, and I believe I push you. of the way, Mm -hmm. like 105 would be over the top and you would completely back off and resist. But the same way you felt disappointed that I didn't kick their ass yesterday when they weren't working hard, you often have that same feeling with me. Take this morning into example. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cannon did not want to get out of bed and go for a run with me, but I did my best. So yesterday you saw a lack of discipline. You saw a lack of hustle and hard work. Why do you have that? And how do you continue to train that?
1: I think it's because I've been doing it since I was little and you push me and like, I don't stop versus not everyone is pushed hard enough or people do better with like, uh, you yelling at them or giving them accomplishments, like being proud of them or
0: something. Yeah. we, We found that out last night, uh, for all of us who are quarantined at home, Netflix, we've been doing about an hour of TV a night together and we're watching a show called
1: 100 Humans,
0: 100 humans which pretty much takes all demographics, all ages, all sexes, all everything, and then ask them questions and finds out what the core belief system is. And what did we find out about that? That There's two different kinds of discipline, one with praise and one with negativity. Mm -hmm. And the one with negativity does not work as well as the one with praise does. Yeah. But you disagree with that.
1: I'd work better if you like yell at me. I'd push myself harder versus saying, oh, great job. And just like being soft and stuff.
0: Okay. So for all the listeners out there and the viewers watching this thing later on, you're giving me permission to wake your ass up out of bed tomorrow morning at 7.30 without asking you to come run with me?
1: Yeah, possibly.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. All right, let's get into these questions, my man.
1: So if you were had to fight with two other celebrities or athletes, who would you choose?
0: I would fight... M&M.
1: No, like on your team.
0: What do you mean on my team?
1: Like a three, pretending WWE was real and you had 3v3.
0: What two guys I would have on my team? Yeah. I would have Shaq and The Rock on my side. And I would probably fight Aaron Judge, Alex Rodriguez, and Derek Jeter, just to whoop all the Yankees' asses. I'd, 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 I'd take Jeter.
1: I'd have uh, Gronk and uh, Matt Barnes on my team.
0: Oh, and, okay. then, and then Shout out to fight, Matt Barnes. Fight. Matt Barnes was on the podcast earlier in the year and uh, obviously was a good friend of Kobe Bryant's. One of the last live interviews they did on his podcast, All the Smoke. Um, had an interview with Kobe. Shout out to Kobe. Shout out to the Kobe Bryant family. Shout out to the NBA, staying strong throughout this crisis. We are rocking our Mamba mentality bracelets. Next question.
1: Okay, what's your go-to food?
0: My go-to food is a perfect bar, peanut butter, and bulletproof coffee.
1: What is your favorite team in each of baseball, basketball, and football?
0: I got to. I got to go. I got to. Sh- we got to throw hockey in there because I got a lot of Canadian fans out there, a lot of Canadian listeners. Okay. So I'm going to go with the LA Kings, number one. For hockey? For hockey. For the NFL right now, oh, it hurts. I got to go with the Raiders, still staying strong. For the NBA, Lakers, LeBron's my man. Big fan, and for baseball, I still got to go with the Yankees. That's my so I'm lineup. Over the place. What about you?
1: Mine, um, Lakers, Kings, Raiders, Dodgers.
0: Okay, okay.
1: So next, what's the biggest fish you've caught?
0: Ooh, the biggest fish I caught. I'm gonna let you tell this story because it's it's not a big fish lie. It's a big fish real story.
1: So we were in a Maui on a big fish trolling trip, and first four hours, just nothing, no bites. And I just fell asleep. And then I hear the captain yell R- rod number one, which was dad's rod. And he starts reeling it in and it's hard to fight. And then he brings in 30 pound wahoo, which is also known as a ono in Hawaii.
0: Beautiful. That was last year, biggest fish of my life. And shout out to my man, Cannon, big fisherman here. This kid was born with a reel in his hand. And uh, it's one of those things that we're going to have to do here in the next couple of weeks now that uh, we're on, we're on home quarantine, uh, or at least we're not traveling and leaving the state.
1: What's the hardest workout you've ever done?
0: Ooh, so I'm going to put three things out there. Great question, dude. Question. Well, the first hardest one I would say would be Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim. So close to 50 miles and it took us 24 hours. Now in that same category as anything I've done that long. So World's Toughest mutters, three years in a row, 24 hours each, uh, Kokoro at Seal Fit, 55 hours, right? If we're talking about those long duration, just absolute mental, like chaos for days, that type of training, those are at the same level. My individual hardest workout, I'd put a thousand burpees for time in there. Yeah. That one took uh um, close to two hours, and then of course, a thousand push-ups and a thousand pull-ups for Jack Lelane. Uh, that was a tribute to to Mr. Lelane and the Lelane family who who really got me started in the fitness industry 20 you know, some years ago. One thousand push-ups, one thousand pull-ups, mm-hmm. five and five. Do you remember that? Mm-mm. That took me four hours and 56 minutes. We did it as a display, as an event at our gym at the time, uh, almost like a, a party. And we did have a party, but I was the freak in the middle of the room spending five hours doing these, these push-ups and these pull-ups. Those are my three hardest workouts.
1: What's your favorite, favorite drink besides water?
0: Coffee, tea, and Pog. Tell them what the Pog is. Uh,
1: Pineapple, orange, and guava.
0: Close. Passion orange oh, guava. Passion that. orange guava. It's a Hawaiian treat, and you can probably get it just about anywhere, but that's my favorite drink.
1: What is your favorite city to travel to?
0: Well, I'd say right now, if I could only get there by car, I'd put Sedona and the Grand Canyon and Flagstaff in there. We were heading mm-hmm. close. Next to that, if we were flying, I would say San Diego and some parts of LA, depending on the day. And if I had to leave overseas, uh, of course, if we had to fly, uh, it'd be Maui, Hawaii. That's, that's my home, that's my Aina, that's my Ohana. That's where, uh, that's where one day my final breath will be taken.
1: Mine would be Huntington, LA, and Maui. And why do you do what you do?
0: Well, what does that mean?
1: Why are you a father of a future?
0: Oh, good question. Can you ask it again?
1: Why are you a father of the future?
0: Well, I would say uh, I'm looking at it. I'd say you're, you're one of the biggest reasons. I would say that... Uh, There was a time in my life where I was not fulfilled, I was not happy, I was not living with gratitude, I was not serving, I was not giving, I was just taking. I was very greedy at that time and selfish, and your mom and I found a way to rekindle the spirits, Uh, as you know, maybe these guys don't know. uh, Your mom and I are high school sweethearts, known each other since seventh grade, and She called me one day and told me she was pregnant. And from that moment on, I knew that this was something that I always wanted. Having seen a gap in my own childhood, in my own fatherhood journey, growing up without a dad, I knew that if I was given the opportunity, I would do everything that I could to be the best that I could. And that's why the Fathers of the Future movement is here now. It's not really about me anymore. It's not about you and I it's about a lot of men that, that I know that I work with, that I coach, that I train, that I lead that may have had a pretty shitty childhood growing up without a dad or in a, in a tough situation who are now dads and have carried some resentment or pain or trauma with them from their childhood. And they just don't know how to do it. And not like, change your diaper, wipe your ass kind of thing, but like be a level 10 dad, be a dad who shows up to the game every single day and who provides love and courage and support and everything he possibly can for his kids. So it's, uh, it's about all men becoming the best dad that they can be.
1: Nice. And that is all the questions I have for you.
0: Okay, fantastic. Well, we're not quite done yet. I got a couple more questions for you. If you could be anything in the world, like if you never went back to school and you just had to start learning this skill or this trade or whatever work you were doing to become that, what would it be?
1: Like, could I be an NFL player?
0: You can. We'll give one pro sport that one. That or
1: um, a DEA agent.
0: A DEA agent. That's interesting. What has sparked your fascination with the DEA? Watching Narcos. Yes. Yes, you heard that right. Canon is 13 and a half. And I, I have allowed him to watch Narcos as he has an interest in, one more time, becoming what?
1: A DEA agent.
0: So you got an NFL football player, a DEA agent, and then what about third? Uh,
1: um, An engineer.
0: An engineer. I'm going to give you one more minute because I don't think that's right.
1: Than uh, um, an FBI agent.
0: (laughs) An FBI agent. Okay. And what is it about the investigative process? Is it about catching the bad guy or is it about just solving the problem?
1: Solving the problem one piece at
0: a time. Ah, beautiful. So you're a problem solver. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to let you close this thing out. As one of the things I want to do is share with the listeners that during this time of crisis this times of challenge and obstacles what we are all dealing with what we're going through this is going to be a place that we can come to to have a conversation around not just the challenges and and the tactical ways to improve upon being a better dad and a better man but some of the things that we're dealing with at home now and I've worked from home for a few years and had a couple uh, offices but I've been working from home and my wife works from home. So this is a new reality. This is a new world that we're in. And I am committed to teaching and sharing and providing some tools and some trainings for guys who might be losing their mind. Because if we start to fear, if we start to worry, if we start to fall apart, there is a guarantee that our family will as well. So we have to stay strong. As I often say to everybody walking by, putting out a lot of content out there right now. If you don't follow me on Facebook at Men's Life Coach Luke Kym on Instagram and LinkedIn and some of the other channels like YouTube, you can check out my website at LukeKayyem.com or the Fathers of the Future website. And get active, get present, get engaged and learn from some of the men who have faced some of the challenges that maybe you're going through or that you might experience in the future. And if you're a dad who's on sort of the edge or just questioning, do I even want to do this? Am I committed? Do I have it in me? I don't know how to do it. And you start to process the could, would, should be's uh, of the future. listen. I'm looking at my purpose right here. And he's got his own purpose in life. He's going to become something bigger and badder and better than anything I could have ever imagined. But we got to stop thinking about ourselves and think about the future. What are are this guy's kids going to be like? What are their kids going to be like? And if I can be the starting point, if you can be the starting point of changing the dynamic of your legacy and the future of your family then that's why you got to be all in. My name is Luke Kayam. This is my man.
1: Canon Kayam.
0: And this is the Fathers of the Future podcast. We appreciate you for being here. You could be anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with us. Stay strong.